Hello there, friends and listeners. Welcome to another episode of the In Focus podcast. It's great to be back with you today, taking another fresh look at the Bible and some big Christian ideas to see how they bring our world into focus and empower us to live a new, more eternal kind of life within it. I'm your host, Justin Laughlin, husband, dad, follower, and disciple of Jesus Christ, hailing to you once again from my podcasting studio, otherwise known around my house as Matt's Bedroom, just south of Denver on a crisp spring morning. I am currently planning out a new podcasting series in conjunction with some writing. I've been doing a new website that's just gone live and some exciting developments in our near future at Hope Church. But until that series takes off, I'm sort of playing it by ear week by week, hoping that you will enjoy some variety in our shows until we're ready for a sequential series looking at what it might mean in both inspirational and practical terms to follow Jesus together and to be the church here and now, and in the simplest and most genuine way possible. So, That's what is on the horizon in our future, not too far off. Uh, But for today's, the business at hand, on Monday morning, I was going through my normal morning reading routine, five chapters in the Old Testament and five chapters in the New Testament, around and around we go, uh, which incidentally, I would highly recommend as a way to create space every single day to hear from God in often surprising and diverse ways, um, as well as that reading pattern being a great way to grow in your knowledge and understanding of God's whole story as it unfolds from Genesis to Revelation. But anyway, I digress. So, I was reading Monday morning uh, through the end of Exodus, and I was really grabbed by a brief conversation between Moses and God. Now, as always, uh, these verses, any verses, are situated within a larger context, a larger story, and that context is always important. So, going way back to contextualize the passage that we will read in just a moment, humanity has rebelled against their God-given purpose to be God's image bearers and to govern creation according to God's design and in the presence of the God who dwelt with them in this heaven and earth together creation that is described in the early chapters of Genesis. So, a few chapters later, uh, God calls a guy named Abraham and his descendants to be a renewed humanity who would also participate in God's redemptive mission to renew the rest of humanity. And uh, regarding Abraham and his descendants, a little while later, they end up as slaves in Egypt for about 400 years. And uh, God delivers Abraham's descendants, the people of Israel, through a series of miraculous events that showed God's sovereignty over the gods of Egypt. And these signs culminated in the Passover event. Uh, and the exodus of God's people from Egypt, in which they also plundered their captors in repayment for the centuries of slavery before heading out into the wilderness and crossing through the Red Sea. 
So we are picking up the story with the entire nation no doubt struggling through a horrific stomachache brought about when Moses furiously ground up the people's recently fashioned golden idol, put it into the water supply, and made the people drink it up. I'm not going to lie, when I was reading this on Monday morning, my imagination was immediately running uh, off to the question as to whether or not such an act would cause heavy metal poisoning, but I suppose that is neither here nor there. But who knows? Maybe this is why all of those people wandered around in the wilderness and died. Um, I suppose that is beyond the scope of the biblical story. But anyway, from there. Moses headed out to the sacred tent to talk to God about everything that was going down, and we are picking up that conversation in Exodus chapter 3, beginning with verse 14. And God said to Moses, my presence will go with you and I will give you rest. And Moses said to God, if your presence will not go with me, do not bring us up from here. For how shall it be known that I have found favor in your sight, I and your people? Is it not in your going with us so that we are distinct, I and your people, from every other people on the face of the earth? Now, we briefly just touched on the story, but Israel was already a very distinct people. God had done some amazing things on their behalf. They were specially chosen back in Genesis 12 through God's promise to Abraham. They were delivered from the most powerful empire on earth at the time through a series of distinguishing miracles and by passing through the Red Sea that had been miraculously parted by God for them. Uh, Their calling as a holy nation of priests was affirmed by God in Exodus 19, and they were on their way to the promised land, uh, the land that God had promised them to and to deliver to them, uh, despite the numerous and formidable peoples that currently inhabited that land. So, they had amazing promises. They had an amazing God-given purpose, and they had an amazing identity. But, and I really love this part, it's not the promises, it's not the prosperity, it's not the promise of military and political power, it's not the chosenness or any of that that Moses has in mind that makes them distinct. Moses recognizes that above all that and beyond all that, they are distinct because God is present with them. Everything else is just a byproduct. I suppose the questions then for all of us are, first, what makes us distinct? And second, what promises and provisions are we ready and willing to walk away from in order to experience more of God's abiding presence in our lives? May God so capture our hearts, our affections, and our imaginations that we would be distinct like Moses, thankful for all that God has done, thankful for all that God has given, but defined and fixated and centered on God's continual presence in our lives. 
That's all for today. I uh, hope you enjoyed this brief episode, this brief encouragement. Thank you for tuning in. I hope it has helped bring your world into a little better focus and empowered you to live a more eternal kind of life within it. I hope your heart is awakened to the story that you're part of and to the greatness and centrality of Jesus Christ, our King. I hope the fire is kindled in your bones to be part of what God is doing in the world. And I pray you have been inspired, equipped, and empowered through God's word and the inspiration of the Holy Spirit to follow Jesus together and to be the church between now and the return of our King. If you're streaming today's episode from a podcast provider like Apple, Google, Spotify, or anybody else, it'd be great if you take a second to give it a good rating and review and to become a subscriber. Your response actually helps the show become easier for new listeners to find in the future. If you'd like, you can also share this episode directly with your friends on social media. A link will be provided in the show notes to do just that. Finally, if you'd like to hear about something specific from the Bible or a particular big Christian idea in the future, please email me using the address that's also included in the show notes. I would love to hear from you as well as any feedback you might have on ways I might be able to improve the show. Until next time, thanks again for being a friend to the show and for tuning in to In Focus. May your world continue coming into clear focus and may God lead you into an increasingly eternal kind of life before him.